Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. Genesis 4.25 says, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God, said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. When I was a kid, I always thought that Adam and Eve had three sons, and I pictured these three little boys, first Cain, then Abel, then Seth. Boy, was I mistaken. Seth came much, much later. We know Cain and Abel are grown men when Cain killed Abel. Again, a mistake in my mind. I I pictured two boys fighting out in the field and a little boy killing another little boy. That was not the case. In my imagination as a kid, I probably heard a lesson on not fighting with my brothers and sister. Don't be like Cain and don't fight your brother or sister. So I had in my head, Cain as a little boy. No, this wasn't the case. Cain was an adult when he killed Abel. We know he got married long after. He goes from the presence of the Lord, all that. We know he's an adult and he kills Abel. And Adam and Eve had had many, many children in between this time. But right after the time that Cain kills Abel, they have another son. I believe that Eve was reminded again of the promise, and she hung on to that promise from God that there would be a seed that would bruise the serpent's head. I think she understood all too quickly Cain was not that promise. She thought he was when she had him. Sadly, she went through such, such sorrow as she lost a son to death. She lost Cain to the devil, to following the devil and his his uh, ways. We know Cain left the presence of God. This pain she had to bear was had to be horrible, doubly horrible, as she lost one in death and then lost one to following the, the devil, the serpent that beguiled her. And he, he doesn't Cain doesn't feel like he needs to follow God who's taking care of them, who's still talking with them and helping them. Oh, the grief she had to bear was just uh, great, very great. I can't imagine the pain she felt. But God is always so good and gives us hope. She has this child, and it's revealed to Adam and to Eve that this is the appointed heir. And we know from other scriptures that Seth is the one in which the line of Christ goes through, the genealogy that follows all the way then to Noah. We know there's a lot of other children being born. There's a lot of other genealogies, but that's not what's pointed out now as we get into the next chapter. What's going to be shown is the genealogy that leads up to Noah, the righteous man whom God used as he destroyed the flood, uh, destroyed the earth with the flood. Boy, I get turned around and mixed up a lot of times here on this podcast. 
But I'm getting ahead of myself. In verse 26, it says, And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. So this phrase here, we see, then men began uh, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. There's a lot of thoughts about this phrase. Some people say they started using the name Jehovah or something like that, but we know they've been talking to God all along. Like, you know, Cain has a whole conversation with God, and, and we have to understand that we're going to get into the gene- genealogies. A lot of these people that we're going to read are contemporary to each other. So there's a lot of thoughts on that phrase. I'm going to read what um, David Sorensen has, and it's similar to some other ones. It says, The name of the sense of man or mortal is Enos. The notion afterwards, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord, has two historical senses. So there's two thoughts that they have. So first... Some hold that men began to pray in Jehovah's name. So that's what some people believe. However, there's a lot of Jewish thought out there that holds that the ungodly of the world began to use the name of Jehovah in a profane way, in some cases taking that sacred name to themselves and even applying it to their idols. As the wickedness of Cain's lineage unfolds in chapter 6, there seems to be some contextual credence to this view. So there's a couple different views. A lot of people have different ideas, and I'm not the expert. That is for sure. But I I can see that as uh, we know that they were talking to God, and um, we know that we're going to see that we have sons of God and then sons of man, like as in there's an evil lineage, there's a good lineage, even in that good lineage we have ones that are wrong because we're we're going to see that um there was everybody was destroyed in the flood besides Noah and his three sons so we'll get into that but I can kind of see that Jewish thought of that phrase so then we get into chapter five it says this is the book of the generations of Adam in the day that God created man in the likeness of God made he him Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. So we've seen this phrase often. God created Adam and he created Adam, male and female. Created he man, created he them. There's a distinction between male and female, but we are both created in God's image. But he says that he called their name Adam. Adam. That word Adam and the name Adam literally means mankind. That's the definition of Adam. And so Adam is the first man. Mankind comes after him just like we have different animals and they uh, breed after their kind. Mankind, this is the generation of mankind. So it says, And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. So before Adam and Eve were created in the image of God, now the lineage goes on and man 
and has children, and they're born with the lineage of Adam. We know later because of Adam, sin is passed on to all men. But practically speaking, we come from our parents. We not just have the same similarities and looks, but we have personality traits that gets passed on from our parents. And that's, I believe, what this idea of beget a son in his own likeness. Do I believe I was created in the image of God? Absolutely. But I also know I came from my parents. I have a mom and a dad, and my bodily, physical features are from them, but also my mental thinking uh, is from them. Does that mean I'm not an individual? No, I am my own individual, but personality-wise, I see a lot of character traits that I obtained from my parents. I think it's just an amazing uh, scientific thing that not just our physical attributes passed down, but personality is passed down. And it's just amazing what God has done with creating man and how we uh, procreate then and continue to have children and what's passed down. It's so interesting. So we see here it says after he begat Seth, uh, I'm sorry, he created, he, oh, I'm getting spinned around here. He had a son and his son's name was Seth. Again, there's a lot of children born at this time, but they're following Seth. And we're not going to go through every aspect of this genealogy. Y'all can read it on your own because I would be mispronouncing a lot, a lot of uh, names here. But we see that he begat many sons and daughters, and he lived 930 years, and he died. Sometimes scientists mock at this and say, oh, how could he live that long? Well, we know there was a special canopy all around the earth. Remember, we talked about that at creation. And man was very, very protected from the radiation that comes from outer space. That canopy is gone now. The flood used all that up. And we do have rain and we have cloud cover, but we do not have that protection protective canopy and I believe that men lived much longer because they were protected from so many more elements that harm us and cause us to die so much earlier. We lived plenty long but to court, uh, compared to them not even close. They were young pups at our age of, of you know we have somebody lived to 93 and wow they're old. Well, they had that was like one-tenth of their life. So I don't scoff at that at all. I think that is so plausible because of the protection and, and the uh, electromagnetic rays that they, they were protected from, radiation they were protected from. It's, it makes perfect sense to me. So I see that um, we have a lot of genealogies here, a lot of people being born, and uh, each one showing who was born after, by who and, and who were their parents. But one thing I see on all of them is they end with, and he died, just like in first, verse 5, and he died. Verse 8, and he died. Verse 11, and he died. And then verse 14, and he died. Verse 17, and he died. But we have something different, verse 20, and he died. But now in verse 22, it says, And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 
years and begat sons and daughters. All the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Oh, there's a difference here. All the other ones point to the fact that God's law is true. In the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. They all died. But there's something different here. And God took him. He's the only one who doesn't die. They all had the opportunity to walk with God, but Enoch took this serious. We have the opportunity to walk with God today, but we don't really take it as serious as we should. But obviously, Enoch took this very serious. I'm going to read a few verses about Enoch. One, he's mentioned in Luke 3:37, and that is the, in the line of Jesus. And then in Hebrews 11:5, it says, "By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was found was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God." Wow, I would love to have that testimony. I fail so many times, but why would I love to have the testimony that I pleased God? In Jude, we find some things that Enoch wrote about. It says, and Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these sayings. So this is Enoch talking. Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. So he was a prophet. He saw Someday, Jesus was going to come and rule this world. It says in verse 15, to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. I'm going to pause here because I'm pretty sure things were not going well around him. All he saw everywhere was just ungodliness and wickedness. He continues, these are murderers, complainers, walking after their own lust and their mouth, speaking great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Enoch not only walked with God, but he proclaimed righteousness. He was saying, this is wrong what's going on around me. Everywhere he's looking, he's seeing ungodliness. Look at how many times this is ungodly, ungodly. And complainers, murderers, we know murderers must have started abounding. I mean, they saw, oh, Cain, you know, and then then he has a descendant. Oh, he kills somebody, and, oh, you know, let's just, I guess we don't die right away, just like today. We all think, oh, well, punishment's not really coming. Sadly, we don't see the future, so we continue to sin. And we're going to have to continue with this tomorrow, but... May we always remember, we always reap what we sow. We, sin does have a consequence, and we cannot live like they were living during this time, thinking, nah, nothing's going to happen. Heavenly Father, help us not to live that way. Help us to live with eternity in view, just like Enoch. He saw you. He saw you coming in judgment, and he knew that what was going around him was wrong. And he spoke the truth. Help us to speak the truth today. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. 
Until next time, God be with you and may he greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following his word.